this session of Look at the Book, we're going to look at all nine verses of Psalm 8. That's the whole psalm. It has some really puzzling things in it, but when you stare at it long enough and think about its structure long enough, there emerges a pattern here that is simply beautiful. And we want to see that pattern, and then in uh, two or three more sessions, go to the New Testament and see what they make of this psalm, and I think you'll be amazed at how deeply the, the New Testament writers, and Jesus in particular, when he speaks on Palm Sunday about this psalm, dig into the essence of it. So, Father, I pray for careful, wise, humble handling of your word, and that we would see what is really here for our soul's sake, our faith, for the good of our families and our churches and all the people we meet. We want to be shaped by your word. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read through it once and then come back and see the pattern. You look for it. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes, babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Probably the one structural pattern that stands out most easily is that the psalm begins with, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, and it ends, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, and surely when something like that happens, it's no mistake. So the theme, or let's just put it here, the the majesty of the Lord in the earth. Now, what will be said about that in between here? So let's start. You have set your glory above the heavens. So the first thing he says, after heralding the greatness of God's majestic name on the earth is that God's glory is greater than the earth, high above the earth, indeed higher than the heavens. He's calling attention to the exceeding glory of God above earth, above heaven. And then he says, and this seems to come out of nowhere with no warning, no context, no explanation, out of the mouth of babies and infants, I'm going to stop right there and circle it. I'll show you why in just a minute. So he draws attention to some of the weakest babies and infants and their mouths. He's going to, they're going to be, I don't know how old these babies and infants are, but 
either they're saying simple things because they're small or they're saying goo goo and <laughs> da da. But anyway, they're very small, very weak compared to this majestic glory. And here comes the amazing thing. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you, oh God, have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. So what happens through the mouth of these babies? Out of the mouth of the babies, you have stilled your enemies. Enemies are defeated, avengers are defeated by babies' mouths. <laughs> Incredible. So whoa, whoa, what, is, what is that? Why does, why does he say that? And then it's over. I mean, that's the end of the babies. We don't hear of them again. He starts a new topic. They come out of nowhere. They disappear into nowhere. It's, it's like you don't need to know the situation here, and you don't need to know uh, what particular babies I'm talking about or who the Avengers are. All you need to know is that I am supreme in glory, and when I want to defeat my enemies, I use babies. Isn't that the point? So far, anyway, it seems like that would be the point. So let's put um, the, the majesty of the Lord in the earth is manifest in, in this. God's majesty stoops to make babies the means of his triumphs. All right, let's leave that there and see if something like that continues. I mean, what was the point of that? Why did that emerge? Let's do it again. When I, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have put in place, you can get a hint by the use of my colors what I'm thinking. So now here he goes again, drawing attention to God's finger work. <laughs> He just uses his fingers and what comes into being moon and stars, billions of stars come into being when God's fingers go to work. So just like glory was highlighted here, majesty and glory and power are being highlighted here. What is man? So that's, 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 Drawing attention to the fact that man is tiny and insignificant, like babies. What is man that you were mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? So I'm going to circle this in red, just like I circled the babies in red, because I think the contrast between how, how majestic God is in using his fingers to make stars is contrasted here with how insignificant man is. What is man? And then comes, just like the surprising thing here, through babies, he defeats his enemies. Through this insignificant man, 
He rules the entire world. That's what this says. You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, which is quite an amazing position, crowned him with glory and honor, given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. And then he names them sheep, oxen, all the beasts of the field, birds of the heavens, fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. So I think the pattern is God's glory is exalted here your glory is above the heavens. Your finger work is incredibly great. Then weakness is pointed out. Oops, I should have drawn that from here. Let's use red. So the babies are weak, and you're saying that man is insignificant. And then comes this one. You have established strength and defeated your foes through babies and you take this um, man here and make him a little lower than the heavenly beings you crown him with glory and honor you give him dominion over the works of your hands and thus you let's let's put it here like this you god rules the world with the weakness of men. So do you see that? I think um, the babies and man are two instances of how the majesty of God is peculiarly shown in the earth. It isn't what you think. This runs all through the Bible, doesn't it? God exerts his majesty by stooping to win his triumphs through weak things. Sounds like... First Corinthians, doesn't it? God rules the world with the weakness of men. And now we're going to go over to the New Testament in two or three of the next sessions. And that's exactly the principle that Jesus picks up on when he gets on a donkey and goes to conquer sin.